0: Welcome,
1: Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Wednesday, January 17th. We're about to enter into Divisional Round weekend. Uh, we got four games to get to. We're going to preview those games. Let's go. Um, Break down what we think the underdogs need to do. Break down what if they don't do, uh, they're going to lose. And also give you, obviously, opinions of what we think is going to happen. Um, before we get into any of that, the Cowboys announced that they are keeping Mike McCarthy for next season. What is your opinion on that? you think that's the right move, wrong move? What What do well, you think? I did not know that, and they are stupid. That's, that's it. That's just it.
0: They broke out earlier, probably like 5 o'clock. Yeah. I, I don't understand it, personally. I just, I, I think part of me, and this, this may be a reach, part of me feels like Jerry Jones. Part of me feels like he wants to keep Mike McCarthy for control purposes because he knows that Mike McCarthy is his yes man and is going to do pretty much whatever he's going to do. Whatever Jerry Jones tells him to do. So um, part of me feels like that's why Jerry Jones does not want to let him go. I I mean, that's reasonable. I I just don't. I don't understand, man. Getting out coached. Getting if there was a game, if this was a one, if this was a one-time thing, I can understand it. But all three of his se- all three of his seasons, he's been with the Cowboys. He's twelve and five, and has got put out in the first round. So I mean, I don't, and and especially this loss to the extent that this loss was in the history behind it, I am floored. Mike McCarthy kept his job. That is the only thing that makes sense to me.
1: I agree with you. I think that is probably if if not the biggest reason it's one of the biggest reasons why he kept him um i here's the thing i i do think that there is some logic in keeping him i don't think that it's crazy if you fire mike mccarthy right now in my opinion it's because of the media backlash and how much the media just makes fun of the cowboys for losing in the First playoff game they play every year, and just acting like it's like just if you lose the first playoff game, it means your season was a failure, no matter what. In reality, I don't see that as a failure. You went twelve and five, okay, got a two seed because the Eagles fell apart, and you ran into a team that was just on a crazy hot streak with a quarterback that had has been doing things that no other quarterback's been doing in the past two months. So. That's a little unfortunate. Now, even if that's the case, you shouldn't get embarrassed the way that they did. But people have bad games. I, I just the when people talk about teams having just choking in the playoff year after year after year, and they just can't perform in the playoffs. I don't really buy that. I think it's just kind of an unfortunate timing to lose. Sometimes it's just you're, everybody's going to lose games, and unfortunately, sometimes it happens in playoffs. Um, so. If it, I think it's his kind, I, do I think Mike McCarthy is a great motivator in getting his guys ready for the for big games? No, he probably isn't. Uh, but going twelve and five is a big deal, and he's done it what three years in a row now.
0: Dude, uh, he literally that's said he literally said in his post game we weren't ready to play. Yeah, I mean it's No, ice- dude that that is one. I'm sorry. That is on Mike McCarthy. I you cannot that. blame anybody else for that. How are you, quote, not, if this is a quote from him, how are you not ready to play that football game? Like, I don't, it just, it is mind blowing to me, man. It does, it does not make sense. Everything. This isn't just another regular season game. This isn't a game where you can wake up and you play again tomorrow. No, you also, I mean, this is a playoff game. You have to win for one. You've won 16 straight games at home. Two, you're facing the seventh seed Packers that has owned you in your building as well. You cannot be unprepared to win this game. I mean, you cannot be unprepared for this game. Like that is completely Yeah. That is that is unacceptable. I can't argue
1: that for your head
0: coach, in my and in my personal opinion, the fact that Mike McCarthy stood on the podium and said we were not ready to play is fireable in itself right there. So for a game of that
1: magnitude. I can't argue any of that. But my my comeback to that would be so the big names that are out there for coaches right now. You got Bill Belichick, you got Jim Harbaugh, uh Mike Vrabel I heard thrown around for the Cowboys as well. I don't we had this discussion, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before that. For I don't think you want a defensive minded head coach for the Cowboys, okay? I don't I don't think you want Bill Belichick, I don't think you want Mike Vrabel. Now, Jim Harbaugh I would listen to, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh would take that job. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is that dumb. And he, he doesn't want Jerry Jones controlling him. And same thing with Bill Belichick, actually, and also Mike Rabel. None of them wanted to be controlled by Jerry Jones. Okay, so those are the three that other people would probably argue, they we want these guys over Mike McCarthy. But I guarantee you, if those three guys, all three of them, if they were offered the job, they would all three turn it down. None of them would take that job. So if you're not getting one of those three, who are you going to get? I don't promote Dan Quinn. I Dan, I, mean, I don't think Dan Quinn's the answer
0: either. I oh, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying so, he's been in the organization. What is this? Three? Is this three or four years for them? Hire game? the Texans offensive coordinator? No, he's going to the Titans. So I'm speaking of into know. existence.
1: So if you if you're not getting one of those big names, which is what Jerry Jones wants, he wants big names. You're going to have to get one of these young, upcoming offensive coordinators that not a lot of people know, and that's just not a Jerry Jones style. He wants somebody that people know, <laughs> or he's hiring from within because that's what he did with. Uh, Jason Garrett. He's going to promote Prairie Lions to head coach. <laughs> but I, I don't, so I just, knowing knowing the way Jerry Jones operates, I'm not surprised that Mike McCarthy's staying, to be honest. Uh, and they're going to have that next year, too, because his his cap hit would be insane if they cut him. He's going to, From everything so,
0: that I've heard, he's going to want a new contract this year
1: he I mean he, he's I mean, he's, I mean he, he may get something restructured but it's not going to be restructured in a benefit to him it'll be re- if he gets some kind of restructure to where he gets something out of it he's going to have to give up that no trade clause because the cowboys are going to try to get rid of him and they're going to ask him to get rid of that no trade clause that's the only way he's going to get a restructure is if he gets rid of that because that no trade clause combined with that cap hit that he's got means that there's he, he's stuck on the cowboys he's not going anywhere he
0: will we, we will be there so well, I'm please. just I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised from the simple aspect of the pressure that Jerry Jones has got to be under, and like to go back to what you were saying. Yes, a twelve a twelve and five season is completely understandable. It is okay. But not when you play all cupcake teams. Well, okay, yeah, twelve. I mean, it's respectable. Okay, I mean, he's been twelve. He's been twelve and five the past three seasons. Okay, but literally, you have Jerry Jones, you have Dak Prescott, you have uh, not Micah, but Demarcus Lawrence. All three of them are making Super Bowl comments about how like. I, I just I don't. For the for the everybody knows, at this point, it's Super Bowl or bust. Everybody knows that. So do now. Do I agree with that philosophy? No, I don't. But if you play for the Dallas Cowboys and you play under Jerry Jones and especially Jerry Jones' mindset, it's Super Bowl or bust. All right, I'm tired of talking about the Cowboys. So anyway, Ben, it's a reasonable
1: topic of conversation. No, but um. Uh, Again, I'm not surprised. I understand how it happened. Uh, Cowboys fans are probably—I haven't seen any posts from them today, but I'm sure they're losing their minds. Um, uh, A lot of Cowboys fans apparently aren't Cowboys fans anymore, from what I've seen. A lot of them have given it up, which, to be fair, I, I was about to say I can't blame them. But if you're in the playoffs as often as they are, you can't be that mad. But anyway, I we'll move on. Uh, the Eagles also announced that they're keeping Nick Sirianni, which that's definitely not surprising to me. I can't believe people were calling for his job. I mean, he was in the Super Bowl last year. Okay, so the the fact that people were calling for his job, I just I could not comprehend it. It was so so odd. If he had lost his job, it would
0: have been ridiculous. So I had to, of course, after you just said that, I had to look at Skip Bayless's Twitter. Oh and he put Jerry stuck with Mike McCarthy after that all caps question mark kill me, and then an hour ago he posted no in all caps with like twenty O's. So yeah, that's <laughs> probably all cowboy fans right now. Yeah. But yeah,
1: I'm not surprised. Yeah, I want to see what Stephen A. Smith said about it. That's what I was. mean. He probably just laughed and said, "This is this is Jerry Jones. This is what he does." Probably. Um, When's the last time the Cowboys actually had a good coach? Was it Bill Parcells? See he the last one? that was Jimmy actually? Johnson. Bill Parcells was after Jimmy Johnson. But he, they didn't have Bill Par- Parcells long. It was yeah. just a couple of years. But I think he was the last one that they – but he was also the last one that Jerry Jones couldn't control. Ever since Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells, after Bill Parcells, uh, Jerry Jones has had control of the coach ever since then. Have you
0: heard the story of how Jimmy – why Jimmy Johnson was fired? Have you heard that story?
1: I feel like I have, but you refresh me.
0: So it was right after they won the Super Bowl. And from what I heard, Jerry Jones, um, he was, they were having like, I think they were having like a dinner or something. And Jerry Jones was toasting, basically, the Super Bowl, and like basically toasting the coaching staff. And Jerry and uh, Jimmy Johnson did not toast Jerry Jones back. And that infuriated Jerry Jones enough to leave the room Go to a reporter and say that he was firing Jimmy Johnson.
1: <laughs>
0: and that's why, that is why Jimmy Johnson lost his job right after winning the Super Bowl. I mean,
1: I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. Harry Jones is a wild card, man. He's a wild man. Uh, All right, let's get into this weekend's games. The first game of the week. What's the other Saturday game? Hold on a second. Uh, Texans at Ravens Saturday at 4.30 Eastern. The Ravens are favored by 9.5 points. So, Ben, I'll come to you first. Texans are 9.5-point underdogs. What do the Texans have to do to win this game? What is everything that needs? What are the checkpoints that they need to get here? C.J. Stroud needs to keep doing what he's been doing as far as just not turning the ball over. I'm not even saying like an insane stat line. He just needs to keep the ball safe. Like, don't cause any turnovers. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Um, And for the Texans' defensive side of the ball, they need to try to keep Lamar contained as best as possible and shut down Zay Flowers, which is a lot easier said than done. So for the defensive side of the ball, just contain Lamar as much as possible and try to shut down Zay Flowers. And then on offense, just don't bring the ball over. That would be my game plan if I was the Texans. Do you think coach. that's it? That's all they have to do to win the game?
0: Yeah. I, I think that's okay. it. Okay. All right, Tanner, you got something to add to that? Um, I mean, I agree with a lot of what being said. This game, in my opinion... Is going to be one on the defensive side of the ball from the Texans. I trust. Really? Yes. They've had a bad defense all year. That's why I'm saying their defense is going to be the reason that they, if they win this game. Um, I trust CJ. I trust what he's going to do. I trust the coordinator and I trust the game plan of what they can do offensively. Right. To put points up on the board against this defense. I mean, we literally just saw. What the Texans done? They put up forty-eight against the Browns, which was considered to be one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. The Texans okay. got two pick-sixes. I, okay, I get it, but okay. still, thirty-two okay. points is still. Good. But still, yeah. okay, yeah. So or thirty-five points. I probably. I I truly believe this game is going to be won on the defensive side of the ball, just like he was talking about stopping say Flowers. But you ha- you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make Lamar Jackson throw the ball. You're not gonna be able to let him use his legs. Right. They have to get a lot of pressure, but they can't over pursue and let him let him get easy first downs. Yeah. Um, that I mean that that's pretty much it. I I really think if you if you can contain Lamar Jackson, make him throw the ball, and make him beat you the set. And I will say. They're, the, the secondary's got to come to play. I mean not just say flowers, but Odell, I mean Odell's definitely not what he was, but Odell can still make splash plays, man. Like yeah, if we're being honest, he, he can still make splash plays. So, um yeah, that the defense the Texans are going to win this game on the defensive side of the ball. I I agree with what a
1: lot of you guys just said. For me, I think it's a little more simple than that. I it's defensively for the Texans I don't really even care about the secondary. It's just the defensive line and the pass rush for me. If you do, if they do the team concept, that I'm, t- I, I've been, I'm saying it differently than you said it. This guy thinks Lamar sucks. He thinks if you just pressured if you just stand in a yeah, circle around me, Lamar, Lamar can't let play me offense. finish. I mean, I didn't, he, I didn't, hear him. Say if that. you do the team concept of like net, uh, like a team net around Lamar Jackson just forming the circle around him and force him to stand there and throw. Yes, he will beat you with a couple of plays, but over the course of the entire game, if you make him do that 20 times, he's going to make way more mistakes than he is big plays. Okay? And I don't know why I've been shaking his head. It's been proven over and over and over because again. Because literally that's that's what defensive staff tried to do against him all year. No, they, no, the, maybe maybe the staff tried to, but the players didn't execute that. Okay? The players get selfish and they go for the sack. If they get selfish and go for the sack, that's when Lamar beats you. Okay? If you slowly squeeze him, that's when you can stop. Every time he loses a game, that's what that team did. Okay? You can't so slowly squeeze him anymore because if you slowly squeeze him, Zay Flowers is gonna get open in the five seconds that it takes you to close that pocket. Okay, I think that's a risk you have to take. You have to make Lamar Jackson make that twelve yard throw. I, yes, he's going to hit it sometimes, but he's going to miss it a lot. Okay, so do you, I do you think, literally think Lamar can't throw the ball twelve yards down the field? I think he can, but he can't do it consistently. Yes, he can. No, he can't. He has never been consistent at that ever. Okay, I'm so tired of this. you've got if you make him do that and make him do that twenty times a game, he will make like ten to twelve mistakes. Doesn't mean he's not. Doesn't mean he's only do You think bro's throwing like two out here? Apparently. Yeah, I think it's very similar. No, Lamar is. is way better than Tua, like twenty Athlet- times. I think then. throwing he is the same as Tua. No, but athletically he's way more gifted. I, I I don't I I don't know what evidence you see that's like different than that. I don't know why the, you think that. The fact that he can actually do it ben, and I've seen it. You're thinking Madden, like he how no, he plays I'm in Madden not is not how he plays in real life. I'm not. He can't make a throw in Madden. Okay, well then that makes Madden a little better than I thought because he no. can't throw. Like he can't make good hard throws i like just yes, can't do did. that he he will make it once every once in a while but he will not do that consistently if you make him do that every time okay what the play everything that i see this year yes he's made a few good pocket passes but most of the plays come whenever somebody over pursues and he breaks free and then makes a play if you squeeze him squeeze him squeeze him he's going to make a few plays but he's not going to make all those plays that's if you don't squeeze him like that, he's going to beat you 100% of the time. So and you think a defensive line can just do that like 100% like hundred of plays. They're just going to no. slowly squeeze for five seconds. You can't do it 100% of the time, but you can do it a lot. So, Ben, I what is... Okay, so the, the, ben, the, ben, I'm, I'm asking you a question now. It, so if, if you don't want the defensive line to do that, what do you want them to do? Because if you, if you charge for that sack, he's going to destroy you. Okay, you can't do that. If you literally what you do is you just have a cube like you do the big loops with your edges, and then you tell your D tackles to run straight up the middle, and you have a QB spot. If your QB spot doesn't get them, that's on your QB spot, don't, not your coach. I think you instead of that QB spot, you, you have run five people that you have to do five people against Lamar. You I have to. What I've seen work best against Lamar is four, and instead, and this year you can't do it exactly the way the Titans did it in the past because they have Zay Flowers now. Okay, so you can't do that. I, I recognize that. But I think that fifth guy that you're using as a QB spy, I want to use him as a nickel, and he's just on Zay Flowers the whole time. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Then is going to torch your lineman. And he's going not, to not run if they squeeze 20 yards. Not if they squeeze. You act like Lamar go? can't run a circle around your entire defensive line. I, I don't – Ben. Who on the Texans' defensive line is fast enough to keep up with Lamar with a straight sprint to the sideline? I'm telling you, is. The circle. Just don't let him out of the circle. If he wants to, literally don't even hardly even rush him. Just let him stand in the pocket. You don't even have to push it. Just form the circle and don't move. And then as soon as somebody gets selfish and breaks that circle, that's when he's going to destroy them. As long as you keep that circle, you're in good shape. Now, do I think Texans can do this? Okay. No, no, I don't. So, I've never, so they I've have never... to guard someone for 30 <laughs> minutes while he just stands in a perfect circle? I, I've, I've seen it work. That's what the Titans did. Titans literally just formed the circle. They didn't even rush him, and they made him throw, and he looks terrible. Before they had Zay Flowers, you mean like three years ago? Yes. That the Lamar from three years ago. That Lamar's just continuously yes. gotten better. Now, I still think even with Zay Flowers, if 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 Lamar does stand in that circle the whole time and just delivers continuously to Zay Flowers in the middle of the field and just hits every single throw, I'm going to give him his props. But. My my opinion, the best way to beat him is to do that. If he still beats you by doing that, give him clap, form, give him his props. But that's your best chance. Okay, that's the best chance you got. I'm just this is because if you don't do it that way, he will destroy you with his legs. Okay, because this is this is the playoffs now. It's not regular season. He didn't run as much in the regular season. It's playoffs now. He's going to use those legs. Okay, he's running the ball, so don't let him do it. Because if you let him do it, you're going to lose. The way I'm telling you, with Zay Flowers, you're probably still going to lose. But I'm telling, this is your best chance. It's the best chance you got. I just disagree. I, I, right. What is a better chance? Literally, what I said. But let's move on to if it. you, Ben, if you did what you said, if you rush run, four, have QB spot, do the, the big QB loop on the can't outside. Keep up with them either. I don't know why you think the QB spot... He has, has a play. better chance of alignment, and at least the QB spine knows where he's running based off the defensive line pressure that they it get. here's. Here, Lamar has changed the way he plays. Okay. If he breaks through that defensive line through one of those lanes now, he's not trying to run that ball anymore. He's breaking free, getting space in front of the pocket now, and then throwing the ball. That QP yeah. spy is not going to help in that situation. Yeah, so that's literally unguardable if he does that. Yeah, so I can't what, do anything. That, what I'm telling you is, it gives you a chance. My my thing gives you a chance. Yours doesn't really give him a chance because he's going to beat you anyway. No, it doesn't give you a chance because you're expecting your defensive backs to guard for 30 minutes. They don't really have to guard perfectly. Oh my! God. They don't have to. Okay. You think you can, you can, that an NFL can, quarterback can't throw a 10 yard pass. All right. Look that's when you when you simple. play Lamar move Jackson, the next when game. you play Lamar Jackson, Ben. I don't. You don't, move on to you, the next we, game. We can't. We have to spend more time on this game, Ben. No, we don't. Yeah. If if you nobody ever plays man to man against Lamar Jackson anyway, because you're gonna liar. you're gonna get toasted. Yes. So you're gonna play zone. So yes. you don't you're not gonna be bracketing a receiver the whole time anyway, okay? I'm telling and you, then you act like they don't have Mark Andrews, who's one of the best zone tight ends. They don't have you. Mark Andrews! They, they have Isaiah Likely. Okay, he will still. Kill he's not you a great zone coverage. He's not a great zone coverage. He's a more man-to-man coverage tight end. Ben, he's not a great zone coverage tight end. You can play zone, make Lamar Jackson hit the hit the spots in between the zones. He can do it sometimes, but he's not going to do it consistently. Okay, I'm look. I'm telling what I said. You're probably still going to lose. The Texans have never shown an ability to do this. Okay, so I, I don't think they can. But what I'm telling you is. This is the best shot you got. This is the, this is this is what you got to do to give yourself a chance. Okay. And also, C.J. Stroud. Okay. So that was de- defensively side of the ball. What I think they got to do to win the game. Offensively, Devin Singletary. I think it has. I think they got to run the ball a lot. Devin Singletary needs to have 100 rushing yards in this game for the Texans to win. So defensively, got to do the mesh, the mesh defensive line coverage on Lamar Jackson. And offensively, Devin Singletary's got to get 100 yards rushing. Okay. That's that's the two things. If they do, I think they got a really good shot at winning this game. Um the Devin Singletary thing I think can actually happen. Uh, the defense actually doing the mess coverage successfully against Lamar Jackson, I don't think it happen, but I think that's what they gotta try to do. So but if they are able to, I think they can win the game with those two combinations. Uh all right, so now, Tanner, what do you think is actually go- going to happen in this game? So so first of all, <clears throat> spread is Nine and a half. Do you think they the Ravens? Cover, they cover
0: the spread. You think 100. they cover the spread? Okay, they cover the spread one hundred percent. Do I see the Texans winning this game? No, because if you just go roster to roster, especially if, and I'm gonna preface this by saying, if they had him and he was still playing like he was at the beginning of the season, I would definitely give him a better option. If they still had. If they still had a Tank Dell, like if they still had Tank Dell and he was still playing to the level that he was playing earlier in the year, I could see opening up the offense a little bit more and helping them in a game of this magnitude against a Ravens defense. But I see this coming down. I see this being like a 24 20, 24 17 top game. Um, which I need it to be higher because I actually I bet You said the over was hitting. Yeah, that's why I said I need to be I need it to be over So if you think it's gonna be under, why did you bet the over Probably, to be honest, I'm probably more of like probably more of like a 24 or something of that nature. Um which that would that would hit that would make the spread hit. I just I trust the Tex- I trust the Texans schematically to open up their offense and be able to score points. I do. Like I genuinely genuinely trust their offensive scheme. This game is just going to be like I said, it's going to be one on the defensive side of the ball in my in my, my in my opinion. Um if you can ha- and I and I will say this too. If they have another two turnover game. If they force Lamar Jackson one to two turnovers, one to two interceptions, the Texans win this game. I agree. The Texans win this I, game. I think it needs to be more than one. If they get two turnovers
1: – I should they have added that to the things they need to do. If they get two turnovers, I think they win. They but no, that's if they don't turn the ball over themselves. Yeah. But if yeah. they can win the turnover margin by two, yeah. they can go two-plus in well, turnover
0: margin. And throughout this season, they have protected the ball. They yeah. have, been, And that is one thing They're that I can job. say, man, with CJ, especially with him being a rookie – he takes care of the football. Yeah. So if they win the turnover margin and if they can force maybe two maybe if they can t- if they can force two turnovers whether it's a fumble or an interception or two interceptions something like that they win this game. I truly believe that. Yeah, you've got to for, you've got to force turnovers from the Ravens offense. Which I think is doable. Yeah. It is ve- it is very doable. Yeah.
1: I could see that. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Ben, what What do you think is actually going to happen? The Texans, do you think the Texans cover nine and a half? I think they'll cover nine and a half. Um, uh, high scoring, low scoring? Okay. I think it'll be a high scoring game. I trust the Texans to be able to move the ball on the offense. I just think Lamar's versatility is going to give the Ravens a slight edge. And I think the Ravens' defense is better than the Texans' defense. Yeah. And, uh... I think the Texans have a slightly better overall scheme and offense, like as far as overall, but Lamar's versatility against the Texans' defense, I just I don't see it going well for the Texans' defense. If it does, then the Texans have a legitimate shot to win this game. If it doesn't, I still think it'll be a close game, but I think the Ravens win. So. Yeah. I- yeah. I also think, I, I think that uh, the Texans and Ravens. I, I think the Texans cover nine and a half as well. Um, and as far as it being high scoring or low scoring over under, I think forty three and a half is is very close to where it's actually going to end up. Uh, I I could see twenty four to twenty. Which would hit 44 which would hit the
0: over that is literally exactly the score that I said yeah. I appreciate is you it shouting really me out. I you said you, I said I could see it being a 24 20 game 24-17. I you said 24 I said 24-17, 24 17 24
1: 24 okay so 24 20 would hit the over by a half of a point point. Mm-hmm. and I could eat, i I think they've got the over under spot on on this game so I, I I think it my prediction is Raven's win 24 to 20 that's that's my predict my score prediction in this game. Um which we would need to give the Texans some real props if that was the score, because that would be impressive. Unless it was just like a garbage time touchdown at the last second. But um anyway, I I'm rooting for the Texans, man. And I really don't think the Ravens are that great. But the Texans defense is just so suspect that I, I just I don't I don't see them actually being able to pull off this win. So anyway. Anything else one of you guys want to say about this game? Any any players that you all think could be an X factor that are kind of going under the radar that you could be difference makers here? Any any, any, any names that pop in anybody? I mean, for me, it was Devin Singletary. I already mentioned that. Devin. Yeah. I, I think Devin Singletary could be a, a big difference here. Jalen Petrie. He's the safety for the Texans. Okay. I think he if he makes some plays in the run game to shut down the Ravens' run game... You think they're going to play him closer to the line of scrimmage? It's tough to say he. he's more of a coverage guy, but he can also make tackles. So I'm not worried about his coverage. I think his coverage will be fine. Okay. But I'm saying if he is also making plays in the run game on top of his coverage, okay. he could be a huge, like, very noticeable player.
0: So. Okay. Tanner, you got anybody? No. Um. I would, honestly, because he's been kind of quiet through the season, I know he's a rookie. I would love to see a Will Anderson flash in this game because he's been he's been kind of quiet. Yeah, I, I would I love to see I would love to see him flash, especially in this game, it's going because to Will to flash An- against Will the Anderson's quick dude. He like is. he's he's quick. So I know if anybody can get to Lamar, it would be Will Anderson. On Here's the problem with that: Lamar Jackson's so fast
1: that. It doesn't matter if it's even going against a safety or a corner. In the open field, you're not tackling mm. them by yourself. You mm. need somebody else to help you. It needs to be a trap. Like there there it needs to be coming from two angles. So if Will Anderson's gonna be able to do that, it's gonna mean because somebody beside him is also having a big game where they are able to trap him together. Mm. That's that's the only way he's gonna be able to do Who that. Who is their other edge rusher? I have no I idea. Remember. But it it really it probably wouldn't even be the other edge rusher. It would be the the interior guy beside be him. Those. Um or maybe that the QB spy that you were talking about, possibly, too. Um, uh, anyway, do you have that, your tips of your fingers right now, Ben? Or do I, need I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next game up, uh, Saturday night at 8.15 Eastern. Packers at 49ers. I want to go last. This spread is also 9.5. 49ers favored. Um, so, first, we're going to go person by person on what – the packers would need to do to spring this upset. I'm going to go first. I am just going to ignore the defensive side of the ball. Okay. I I'm just assuming the 49ers are going to score a touchdown every single drive. Okay. So, in order for the in that case, in order for the packers to win the game, Jordan Love is going to have to play his best game ever. And Aaron Jones is going to have to be unstoppable as well. Pretty much, just the offense is just going to have to score a touchdown every possession <laughs> because the 49ers are going to score a touchdown. Like Christian McCaffrey is going to lose his mind in this game. Okay, he is going to put up some crazy stats. Kyle Shanahan is going to bend Joe Barry over his knees. Okay, and just have his way. All right, I'm, he's he's gonna spank him, bro repeatedly, every drive, just spanking after spanking after spanking, okay? So, <laughs> so with that being said, I will say one thing defensively. In order for the Packers to win, Packers have to play near-perfect on offense, and they have to get one pretty much fluke turnover on defense, like a fluke fumble or a tipped interception, something something weird like that's going to have to happen, and the Packers are going to have to play near-perfect on offense. Um, And... Anders Carlson, the kicker, is going to have to not miss any extra points and no field goals, which is going to be very hard to do because he's been struggling all year. So those are the things that have to happen. I don't think any of those things are going to happen. But I think all three of those would have to happen for the Packers to win the game. What do you think, Ben? All right. The Packers' only hope of winning this game. I don't wish injury upon anybody. Oh, God but they have to hurt Trent Williams. That's it. That's If they don't hurt Trent Williams, then they're going to lose. That's as simple. That's literally my whole take. If Trent Williams plays the full game, the Packers lose. I don't care if every other player on the 49ers gets hurt. I can't argue that. If Trent Williams is on the field, he will single-handedly beat the Packers on offense and he'll play defense. too. <laughs> I can't argue that. That's it. Tanner, what do you think?
0: Um, I kind of, I kind of want to say honestly. I kind of want to save it. So like, want to save it? I, I mean, if you're giving actual prediction, we'll get to that in the yeah, next section. So, yeah. So, yeah. Jordan, obviously, Jordan loves got to play. Jordan loves got to play on Um Matt Lafleur has to come up with his best scheme possible in this game. Not now. On. I do want to say the 49ers' defense this year
1: is not as good as they have yeah. been the past couple of years, but they're still a really good defense. Yeah. So,
0: so Matt Lafleur has got to come up with his best with his best scheme that he's had so far. Um, which honestly, it is doable. It is 100 percent doable. Um, I mean, literally, just last week, the scheme that Matt Lafleur yeah. and Joe Barry came up with completely took yeah. Michael Parsons out of that game. At this point, like, I agree. He only – that – what the Packers' defense done to what is considered – I don't agree with it – what is considered their the best – the you, the, you mean the Packers' offense? No, the Packers' defense. Oh, the Packers' defense. What okay. they – the, no, the Packers' offense. What okay. they were able to do schematically to take Michael Parsons out of the game, like, that's – I mean, they – My hat is off. 100% my hat is off. Um, It's just going to come down to can the offense stay as hot as they have been. Yeah. I trust Matt LaFleur to come up with something schematically to at least get his... Defense off the field at least once or twice yeah. in the game. I, I, like, think, I think I agree,
1: dude. I, I think schematically mm-hmm. he's going to be good enough that the Packers are going to stay in the game. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get blown out just yeah. because I. I think the Packers can put up mm-hmm. points. I think they'll score enough to stay in this game yeah. to keep it somewhat yeah. compelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just my my problem is still Joe Barry. Yeah. I just Cal Shanahan is so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams is just a beast. Christian McCaffrey I mean I just dude like they just I just don't see how Joe Barry's gonna stop this offense. Now I do want to say this. In the past two three years that Joe Barry's been there, his best performances have come against the best teams. He sucks against the worst teams and for whatever reason when we play against the best offenses, that's when he shows up with his best performances. I I don't understand why, but that's that's what happens. But the thing is is those Times that he has played other elite teams, it's been against like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, who love to air the ball and deep. Dak Prescott. It, it's not. Dak well, Prescott doesn't throw it as deep, but. It's not the 49er system that's going to bend you over in the run game and then hit you with play action over and over again. Yeah, so it's going to be and an issue. Even their play action, Brock Purdy is so just. Click, click, click. That if the deep stuff isn't there immediately, he's going to dump it down to Christian McCaffrey or Debo, and then they're going to torture whole defense just from a yeah. five-yard catch. Yeah. So Packers do struggling with open. They struggle with open field tackling a lot. Per- this is weird. Their corners don't really struggle with open field tackling, but all the other positions do. I, I- it's very strange. So <laughs> if you don't think George Kittle's about to have a field day, yeah, George Kittle. That I, I should have put that in my parlay. George Kittle is going to go off in this game. They don't have anybody that can guard George Kittle. They don't have, like, Quay Walker can't do it. Quay is going to try his best and then lose his temper and rip uh, <laughs> Kittle's face off. <laughs> Some just hostile penalty yeah. at the wrong time. It's going to be um, like third and eight on fourth quarter with like eight minutes left. The Packers are up three, and he's going to rip his face mask off. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. That George Kittle is going to have a really big game. I, he, I, I, he's going to get a hundred receiving yards in this game. I, I really, really feel. Just that. depends on if they throw it to him more than three times or not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I they can get a hundred and three, to be honest. So hundred, a hundred and three catches. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty insane. (laughs) That's nice, bro. That's nice. (laughs) Did you say 103 catches or 100 on three catches? He said 103 catches. 100. No, 100 on three catches. Oh, God.
0: I heard 103 catches. That's why I chuckled. (laughs) (laughs)
1: 103 catches. Oh. So it kind of blended. Okay. That's why I chuckled.
0: I was like, whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so now let's get to what we actually think is going to happen. Well, one, we just one I just said I think George Kittle is going to go off for one. Um, I think that Christian McCaffrey is going to have easily over a hundred yards from scrimmage in this game. I just think the Forty Nineers offensive line in general is going to own the Packers. Defensive line, I think they're just going to own a line of scrimmage. They're going to be able to march down the field just at will. Like, they're going to have drives that take forever. That are just actually, they may not even take forever because the Packers are going to struggle to tackle, but they're just going to just, just march down the field like pretty much every single drive. And the Packers are going to have to get a fluke turnover. Like, just they're going to have to because if they don't, they can't just win straight up. They can't just win. They can't just stop the 49ers. Like, they're going to something weird. They're going to they're gonna have to be more aggressive. They're going to have to be force the 49ers to do things that they don't want to do, which I think is going to be incredibly difficult to do. 49ers are going to do what they want to do. Now, I do want to say, and I said earlier, I think Jordan Love is going to have to play great. I think Jordan Love is going to play great. I think Matt LaFleur is going to have a great scheme. I think the Packers' offense is going to play great. I, I think both teams are going to score at least 30 points in this game. I, I really do. I think this is going to be a... Way way over the over under is at fifty and a half. I think this goes over sixty easily. I, I I think this go this over is hitting easily. I think both offenses are just going to score 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 score. And at the end of the day, what I think is going to happen: the Packers are going to stay in this game, and at, and Anders at near in the fourth quarter, and Anders Carlson missed extra point or missed field goal is going to cost the Packers the game. I, I, that's what I think is going to happen at the end of this. I think the Packers are going to fight hard. Their offense is going to play great. And, and, and because of that, he's going to be kicking a lot of extra points. Uh, and at the end of the game, a missed field goal or a missed extra point is going to cost the Packers. I, I that's, it, That is my prediction on how the game is actually going to play out. I'll say final score, um, Packers 34 and forty ers thirty eight. That's gonna be that's gonna be my final score prediction. So, 10, or Ben, what do you think? Uh, I think the forty ers are gonna have over two hundred rushing yards this game. Whoa! Yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey and Debo both are just gonna run the field, and then whoever they put in at backup running back is also gonna have a pretty decent day. Um, George Kittle is going to work the middle of the field. Brock Purdy's pass completion is probably going to be up seventy or above. Honestly, oh, easily over seventy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just taking eighty. It's going to be a very bad day for Joe Barry. Very bad day for Joe Barry. Which um, honestly may be a good thing for the Packers in the long run. Yeah, and then because <laughs> if they win this game, if the Packers win this game, Joe Barry's is not getting fired. Yeah. So, well, the Packers on offense, I think they'll do a good job. Jordan Love will be under a ton of pressure with Chase Young and Nick Bosa I he chasing will be. after him. I don't, like, I don't know. Okay. That Packers offensive line's done incredible. The Packers offensive line is awesome, but... What that, they did with Dexter Lawrence and Micah Parsons last week was incredible. I'll take Chase Young and Nick Bosa over Micah Parsons and Dexter Lawrence. Okay. 100%. Okay. And that... I think for Jordan Love, I think the interior pass rush is more important Here, to Here's the thing, though, is like even with them getting a ton of pressure in his face, he's going to just have those back leg yeah, fadeaway, fadeaway throws that somehow his receivers are going to be open. I don't think it's going to work quite as well as it did against the Cowboys, but I think it will work enough for them to stay somewhat in the game. I think it'll end up being... Like, a two-possession game, though, honestly. I think the 49ers will win by 10 to 14 points. Whoa. So, I think it's just going to be the 49ers maybe get stopped once or twice, and the Packers get stopped three to four times. That's what I think will happen. Okay. Okay. It should be an exciting game, though. So. Yeah, I I wish I wasn't a Packers fan. or Because, I mean, this death feel like this would be a really entertaining game to and watch. Yeah. let's be 100% honest. It's just the Packers tradition to just lose to the 49ers. Yeah, just like it's the Cowboys tradition to lose to the Packers yeah. and it's Packers tradition to lose to the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. Now so, that tradition though, Packers losing to the 49ers didn't really start until Aaron Rodgers. That was kind of Aaron Rodgers just Maybe getting, Jordan Love you know, will break the curse, but I don't think he's going to. Here, so. yeah. All right, Tanner, what is your prediction for how the game will actually play out? What are you thinking here? You guys ready for this? I'm ready. Don't say Packers win. Don't do it. I will slap you. Packers win this game. I'm good. Let me
0: outline. You're going to have to speak up. I don't know if they heard you. Packers win this game. Let me outline. (coughs) You guys. You were almost right on my score prediction. I had it 38 35. Okay. So 38 35 Packers? I had it 38 35 Packers. This guy's lost his mind. No. No. Let me outline this for you guys. Okay. Let me outline this. So. The reason that I think this is going to happen, one, I touched on it, okay, when I was talking earlier, okay? I trust Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry to come up with some scheme to slow this 49ers offense down enough. Hang on. Wait, wait, hold on. So Matt LaFleur is not really in charge of the defense, though. I know he's not. I know he's not. But you know. You think Joe Barry is going to come up with that? I think Joe Barry, but. I mean, Matt Matt LaFleur at least has his hat in this as well. I don't think he does. I think think he does, personally. Okay. But with how hot this Packers team is, dude, I personally feel like the off week could hurt the 49ers in this aspect. Because if you've seen it in the past, teams that are coming off the bye – usually start a little slow. Usually start a little slow for a drive or a quarter until they get going, okay? If the Packers are going to pull this off, this is how I see this coming, okay? But so this isn't what you think the Packers need to do. This is what you think the Packers are going This to do. is what I think is going to happen, okay. okay? I see a slow start from the 49ers, okay? I see at least two drives until they get going. I may be completely wrong about this, Okay. I see at least two drives until they get things going, okay? And with how insanely hot this Packers team is playing right now, dude, I think they jump out to an early lead, maybe like a 10 nothing, something of that nature in the first quarter, okay? And I see them writing it out until at least the third. Obviously, it's not going to stay a 10-point game for long. The 49ers are going to come back, okay? But the Packers are going to need a slow start from the 49ers, and I truly see that happening, okay?
1: Interesting.
0: Okay. I see it coming down to a 38-35. Packers end up winning this game. But, dude, I – the Pack –
1: by the way, I want to I want to remind everybody that the Packers are on your not making the Super Bowl. They are,
0: but I also <laughs> picked the Packers when there was like three weeks left in the season. Okay, yeah. uh, like when they were like three weeks left in the season. Okay, I just I don't know, bro. I maybe I maybe having like a prisoner of the moment type thing, but like Packers are good. This pack, like I, I tr- dude, I truly, truly believe. They can't. Now, this is going to be one of those. Like, this is going to be one of those. If they play 10 times, dude, the 49ers are, are stomping that high in eight or nine times out of 10. Wait, okay? so. But, but I truly believe that they can win this game because of how hot the Packers are playing. So you're
1: predicting. That most likely scenario is that the 49ers win the game, but you're also predicting that the 49ers lose the game.
0: No, that's not what I said. No, no but you you I said I said I said if they play, I said it's one of those scenarios that you like to talk about that if they play ten times, the 49ers are beating them eight or nine times. Yes, yeah, but like with sense. how with how hot the Packers are playing right now, dude, like so you're saying it's you another win.
1: season. And you, it's yes. you're yes, just saying, yes. so, okay, so the way you're using the eight or nine times is different than the way no, that I do. Yes,
0: that, yeah. Okay. So I just, with what they were able to do, I know obviously this 49ers team is a completely different monster than the Cowboys are. I'm acknowledging that 1000%, dude, but they straight up embarrassed the Cowboys. Like this wasn't one of those games guys where it was like, down to a last second field goal like no. They embarrassed the Cowboys. But like I said, if it's going to happen, you're going to have to ha- and I and I see a slow start from the 49ers, okay? I also see Brock Purdy throwing at least one or two interceptions in this game, okay? Mm-hmm. I do, because he's playing from behind. Okay? Because he's playing yeah. from behind, he's going to press, okay? A lot of he's going to he's going to be pressing. That's going to make him That's the possibility of him playing from behind and he's having to press is going to make him is going to make him make mistakes. Okay. Because you're getting him uncomfortable from the start. That's how they win this game. If that slow start doesn't happen from the 49ers, The Packers are not winning this game, but they they have that slow start because of the off week, man. Like I would, and honestly, I know that everybody talks about the off week and how important it is. To be honest, I think I would rather get the two seed and not have the off week because you're staying, when it comes to playoff time, like the Packers, like One of the reasons they're playing so hot is they're so consistent, dude. It's the exact same thing that happened to the Titans in in 2019. Y'all don't have a Derrick Henry, obviously, but the offense, like, yeah, Aaron Jones is a beast, but like, just, I'm just not a fan of the week off, man, especially going into the playoffs where you have to have your best, man, because yes, it's one thing being able to like run through scenarios in practice. But missing that week going into the playoffs, bro, there's an adjustment period, Gus. Like, and that's not talked about. There is an adjustment period.
1: I, I mo- Most of the time I agree with you on the week off thing. I think that sometimes it kind of hurts teams. For this particular situation, I think that that's not exactly accurate because this is a Saturday game. The Packers don't even have a full week. They, they played on Sunday, now they're playing on Saturday. They, they didn't even get a full week off. Like, they didn't even get a week to prepare. So, if it was a Sunday-to-Sunday Sunday thing, I would kind of agree to you. But that one less day is a big deal. That's a big deal. Uh, less preparation time, less healing time. Especially yeah. with a team like the Packers that have so many lingering things that have been there all year. That if you could just get one extra day of rest, would be huge. Um, so, I think that kind of hurts them. Your prediction, I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, if if the Packers get a 10 point lead, I agree, I think they win the game. If they if they ever have a 10 point lead at all, they're going to win mm. because one the Packers just keep scoring points. So if they get a 10 point lead, good luck coming back because they're just going to mm. keep scoring. And Brock Purdy, if he's forced to actually come from behind throwing, that is one thing he has not shown that he can actually he do. He hasn't
0: pr- and that's another thing. Yeah. He hasn't proven to me that he can come back and win yeah. that game now, without making mistakes. If he could do it against anybody, it would be Joe Barry. Yeah, but we've not seen it yet. Mm. Um
1: but I believe he's got that in him. by the way. He, uh, but we, yeah, we just, I'm we, it, haven't. But we haven't it. seen it. Um, so, I, But I do think if the Packers get a 10-point lead, they win the game. Now, I don't think they do get a 10-point lead, though. I, I don't think the 49ers start as slow as you think they're going to start. Do we so. know how many games the 49ers have lost this year? Three. It's been five. What? Well, do we know how many games Trent Williams has got injured during the game or not played? Five. Five, yes. I, I, I did know that. All five of the losses, Trent yep. Williams didn't play the whole game and they lost five times. Yeah, I, that is true. I mean, Every game that they've played in, the closest game that Trent Williams has played in was a seven point game to the Rams. Other than that, there hasn't been a single game closer than that that Trent Williams has played in. By the way, the Rams do play pretty similar to the Packers, by the way. So They're similar. Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. Yeah. yeah. But that literally a seven point game was the closest point. Closest game that the 49ers have
0: played in that was in week
1: yeah. two of the season,
0: yeah. So, yeah, week two without Cooper Cup, by the way. Just throwing that out. Oh, wow! Well. Yeah, they Cooper. still had Puka Nakua, the but they didn't have Cooper Cup, and it was a seven point. The 49ers didn't have Cooper, but if they that, and
1: that's like okay. uh, if we're hold on a second, if we're being honest, if Cooper at that time, even the Rams didn't know whom Puka Nakua actually was, and that's like, true, that's true. If Cooper Cup was in that game. They may have lost by more because they may have been trying to force at the Cooper Cup, and the 49ers would have been locking them down. I
0: mean, you can you that's, can make
1: that is possible. I mean, you can so, make that argument. And Debo Uh but anyway, the point is, I think this is pretty consistent with all of us. If the Packers have any chance, they got to play near perfect. They I haven't I, hurt True Williams. Benches. hey Ben wants them the guns for True Williams <laughs> knees, bro. I didn't say I wanted it to happen. I'm saying that's what needs to happen he, if they want. To- <laughs> Ben's telling Rashawn Gary to screw Christian McCaffrey who cares? Just dive at, at Trent Williams the side of his knee. Let Quay Walker do it. We know he's gonna do something stupid at the in the in there during the game anyways. Let him get the penalty out of the way early. Just take out Trip Williams. Goodness gracious. That got dark, bro. Alright, let's move on to the next game. I love Trent Williams. I don't want Trent Williams. Yeah, Williams, Williams is awesome. But is this gonna be his last year? I, I'm assuming. I would yeah. I would think so. Especially if they win a Super Bowl, he'll probably yeah. he'll probably call it quits on that. And then maybe the the doors will open up for the Packers. The Packers will have a chance. Yes. Um, by the way, regardless what happens in this game, I am super optimistic next year for the Packers. I'm pumped for next season, regardless of what happens in this game. Um, anyway, moving on. Buccaneers at Lions. The Lions are six and a half point favorites. Um I'll go first. What I think the Buccaneers need to do to win this game: one, basically, just uh, do what you've been doing all year and just screw the running game. Don't even, don't ever run the ball, pretty much. Just don't, don't even do it. like you just don't run, like just don't run the ball, okay? Yeah. Just throw pretty much every single play. Mike Evans, don't drop wide open passes, okay? I mean, I mean that's pretty. That should go without saying. This this Lions secondary is suspect, bro. It is suspect. You can make plays down the field on these guys, but you have to block. You you got to block Aiden Hutchinson. I think it's an average. I there. I think it's below average. I've seen people just tearing them apart recently. The Packers tore them apart. The Rams tore them. Apart, even though the Rams only scored twenty three points, somehow they were people were running wide open, like just all over the place. And even though, I don't know how much of that was them running wide open versus Matthew Stafford hitting every single possible. Matthew little, Stafford tiny re- pocket. made some big throws too. True. While he was knocked out, um, so I think that there are going to if if the offense if the Buccaneers' offensive line can give Baker Mayfield three and a half seconds on a drop back, somebody's going to be open and he's going to make the throw. Okay, so m- not offensively, what the Buccaneers need to do to win this game: offensive line just block for at least three and a half seconds. Okay, if you can if you can block That's a long time, it is a long time. But if you I think they're probably going to have to double-team Aiden Hutchinson. Who's their other good – they got another good pass rusher too. I don't remember who it is though. But you probably have to double Aiden Hutchinson. And if you can do that consistently where Aiden Hutchinson isn't getting more than like one and a half sacks in this game, you've you got a good chance. Defensively, you're going to give up some yards here. Just keep them out of the end zone, man. And the Lions are going to go for it on fourth down at least four times in this game. Okay, it's crucial fourth down plays. If you stop them on two of them, you're going to win. If the offensive line does what I say, and if you can stop them on two of those four fourth down plays, Buccaneers, you win the game. Okay, that's that's how, that's how the Buccaneers win the game. Ben, what do you think? Um, honestly, you said the spread was six and a half. Yeah. I just think that's too much to begin with. I think this game will be a lot closer than that just because the Lions love to run the ball with Jameer Gibbs and uh David Montgomery both and we saw it last week. The Bucks defense is set up to stop the run. Their defensive line is legit as stopping the run. And they're going to have to have Jared Goff play a really good game, which I think he's capable of. I don't think he's going to make bizarre throws or anything that win them the game, but I think he's capable enough to find Amon Raw running wide open or Jamison Williams or Sam Laporta. Like They have so many weapons on offense that guys are going to be open, and I think Jared Goff can get the ball to them. Um, but the Buccaneers have to completely shut down the run game, which I think they're capable of. And then for their offense, basically they have to do – but you said, and just forget about running the ball. Even though I do think Rashad White is a lot better running back than people want to give him credit for. But just use him on like swing routes and stuff like that to get him involved versus actually trying to run it up the middle. Because the Lions have Aiden Hutchinson. And then after that, they have Ale- Aleem McNeil, I think is his name. And then like Zach Pascal or something like that. And. Look, they just have an endless rotation of defensive linemen that are not going to get tired. So, John's passing is more of an edge rusher slash outside linebacker kind of player. Yeah, but I'm just like they literally have an infinite amount of defensive linemen that they just cycle over and over again. So they're not going to get tired from you running the ball. Like they're just not. So their pass rushers are going to be healthy. You're going to have to deal with that fairly often. Baker is going to have to not take sacks, which I think, I'll save that for what I actually think is going to happen, but Baker Mayfield just has to not take sacks, and their defense has to stop the run, pretty much. Okay. What do you think, Tanner?
0: Um, it's weird, man. This one's kind of a coin flip to me. Um, I... this one This one's hard for me, dude. Um,
1: I th- I this is, see. This isn't the prediction part. This is just what you think the Buccaneers th- need to do to win. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: Ba- Baker's got to play. Baker has to play like he did against the Eagles. And to be honest, as much as I'm a Baker fan, I just don't see that happening because I mean that Lions the Lions defense is just on another level considering the Eagles defense. I mean, that was probably the worst pass defense in the entire NFL, if we're being serious. Yeah, you're probably right. So, um, yeah, I I don't see that happening, but that has to happen if they're gonna win this game. Um, they've gotta give Baker time to throw the ball. Um my, look, Mike Evans cannot drop passes like he did, like he did against the Eagles, bro. Yeah. Like Mike, you've got to come down with those because this is gonna be this is going to be a back and forth game. I feel like. Um, so, uh, Mike, bro, you got to come down with those. You have to come down with those. Um, this this could be a game where punts hurt you, and that that is a massive aspect. Is if he can come down with those jump balls, because uh, I do see them taking a lot of shots. I do see them taking yeah. a lot of shots. I, I agree with that, Mike. Yeah. Um. Chris Godwin has got to have a better game as well. I I don't think. What did Chris Godwin catch? Maybe one or two passes. Well, they didn't. He wasn't thrown to very much. He wasn't. Yeah. And so he's got to be targeted. He's not more. been thrown to all year. Yeah. Which know. dude? Otten had a game. He's. Yeah, he I mean, dude, he looked phenomenal against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think you could throw literally Desmond Ritter against that Eagles defense, and he's going to throw three hundred and three touchdowns. Man, so, that's not so I ridiculous. mean, ridiculous. Do I? I said let's not let's. See. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's what that's what I see. That's what I think has to happen for the Bucks to win this game. Okay.
1: Now, what I actually think is going to happen, my actual predictions for this game. Baker Mayfield throws over for over 300 passing yards in this game. Mm. Okay. Mike Evans, 150 receiving yards, two touchdowns in this game. Ooh. Bounce back game. Okay. Yes. okay. Okay. Jared Goff one interception. <laughs> I do think the Lions go for it on fourth down four times and only get two of them. Mm-hmm. I th- the Buccaneers win this game straight up. I can see that's you. that's I real that I really do think that those things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Packers bites. Packers by I look, dude. The Lions have had a great year, and I've really thought the Buccaneers have been pretty bad most of the year. But these past few weeks, very similar to the Packers, dude. The Buccaneers the past few weeks, other than that Panthers
0: game. I was about to say. I don't
1: know what happened to the Panthers game. Everything else has looked
0: great for them. Um, But I, dude... I just, I you know see. what it was. The Panthers were trying to pull of what Lions done against Aaron Rodgers last year, and Baker Mayfield stepped up and said, "Not in my house." Well, Baker, staying, even Baker Mayfield, scored nine points. So. I know, but I know. I he scored just na- <laughs> they scored six. So who won the game, Brandon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway, I I do I think the Buccaneers win this game, dude. I just I think the Lions put a lot of heart and energy in that game against Matthew Stafford, and I think this is just a letdown spot. I just, I can see it coming, dude. Mm -hmm. I just, that's the way I see it. What do you think, Ben? Um, I don't, I don't hate you saying that the Buccaneers are going to win this game. I do think it's going to be closer than six and a half, so obviously if I think it's closer than six and a half, it could go either way. Uh, I just think that defensive line is going to eventually overwhelm the Buccaneers offensive line, and I think the Lions win just simply based off of uh, the defensive line winning their matchups on a consistent basis with not getting tired. They just have endless substitutions, and I think Jared Goff does enough with the weapons on offense to win the game. So, I... As far as score predictions, I honestly think this could be like a seventeen to ten kind of game. Whoa. So I think I think it'll be a one possession game, but it's gonna be fairly low scoring, I think. So Okay. About the score prediction, I'm gonna go with Buccaneers twenty seven, Lions twenty. 27, twenty 27-20. <laughs> What?
0: Are me and Tanner just on the same wavelength? That already? is exa- that is literally the score prediction that I was going to say, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh my god!
1: Did you have the same team winning this time?
0: I had the bu- I had the Bucks winning twenty seven twenty.
1: 20 How did he we not- okay? So how do you think it gets there? How do so, we, How do we not have this on our quad parlay if both of you I mean, thought it was going to happen? I don't know. I I don't know. I thought both of you would hate me for saying that. So no,
0: no, I don't see. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see Mike Evans having the kind of game that you think he's going to have. Okay, I could see him going, like, maybe 70-80 for a touchdown. But if he goes 152 touchdowns, in my opinion, they blow the lines out. Because I think, I think Baker's going to get... I do think the offensive line is going to give him enough time, okay? I do see him checking down. And I do see them sending Otten in the middle of the field like they've done against the Eagles, and I think that opens things up as well. It's just a matter of Mike Evans coming down with those passes. I mean, right. literally against the Eagles, dude. That they could they could have so easily put up forty or fifty against that Eagles team. Yeah, like very easily. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you watch the game, you will see that one hundred percent.
1: I mean That Eagles defense also sucks. Yeah,
0: the Eagles defense is atrocious. Yeah. That may be the biggest drop of, like, a defense I've seen. I think I may have ever seen. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. that. that is atro- They may be the worst pass defense in the entire NFL. Um, Which, I'm just saying, it seems like Ren Carthon kind of fleeced the Eagles. But anyway, that's another conversation. Oh, uh, that's I don't even want to hear that from you all. But that's another conversation. Anyway. Um, wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Shout out Rand Carthon. But yeah. Um I, I you literally took my score prediction. I was literally gonna say 2720 bucks. Okay. You can stick um, with um we'll, we'll share it. Yeah, we'll we'll share that. Okay. Um I just the overaggressiveness the overaggressiveness is one thing that I really agree with if you on, dude. Like I like, the I mean, there. I like the I like the aggression, but like, no. it's, I mean, the 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 cow. Obviously, I mean, it's a different scenario because the Lions should have won that game, but I mean. Uh, the aggression just from Dan Campbell in that aspect of you literally tried it three times. Like at some point, bro, which you got, which are you, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the end of the game against the Lions Cowboys. Like just the three continuous. At some point personally, if I'm the coach, especially if I get a third try, dude, just keep your points. The wind didn't time. matter. That's- and I get yeah. that. Like I do get that. But like, the overaggression. The overaggression aggra- the over is the
1: exact same regardless. And I know,
0: well. and I get that, and I realize that. But like, the overaggression is something that I agree with you on. I can see it hurting the Lions in this game. Um. So yeah, I, I, I could see it. Well, I pretty much already my score predict- My score prediction. So all right. Well, hey. You know,
1: I'm, I'm probably going to mess around and put just one extra dollar on our bets, by the way, <laughs> where I just picked the underdog to win every game. All four That's, of them. That ridiculous. we just can't do it, bro. That That's happen. fat money. All right. Next up, Chiefs at Bills. Bills are favored by two and a half points. Um, so when we're talking about the underdogs, what they need to do to win the game, this one's going to be a little easier because this isn't as big of a spread. This is Chiefs-Bills. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, again. Uh, This is Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game. Which, I mean, he's played in so many playoff games that it's just insane that this is the first road game he's had. It's ridiculous. Anyway, what the Chiefs need to do to win this game. All right. First of all, Isaiah Pacheco needs to have 100 rushing yards. Okay. I mean, that's simple, straightforward. Isaiah Pacheco, 100 rushing yards. Kadarius Toney cannot give the other team interceptions. Okay? So, offensively, Isaiah Pacheco, 100 rushing yards. Hadarius Tony, you cannot pass the ball to the other team or tip the ball to the other team. Okay, I don't know if he's going to be on the field as a receiver for him, honestly. Yeah, you may be right. Uh, Rasheed, I don't think the Chiefs really need Rasheed Rice to have as big of a game as he had last week. I don't think they really need him to do that. Um, I don't think they really need to throw the ball a whole lot at all, to be honest with you. I think they can rely on a run game a lot. And defensively, they need to, Force two turnovers from Josh Allen. That like that's it. If you, if they get a hundred rushing yards from Isaiah Pacheco and you force Joe Josh Allen to commit two turnovers, the Chiefs win the game. I I think it's that simple. I think that's I think that's all it is. So Ben, what do you think the Chiefs need to do to win? Mine wasn't too much different than that. Honestly, I think the Chiefs need their receivers to hold on to the ball, and then they need to force Josh Allen. I think they have a chance if he has one turnover. I think to ensure the game, they need him to have two turnovers. Whether it's a fumble and an interception or two interceptions or two fumbles, they need him to have two turnovers and their receivers to hold on to the ball.
0: And they'll win this game. So, all right, Tanner, what do you think? I mean, there's there's really not much to add to that. Like, I mean, I want to add more for, you know, Podcast purposes, but, I mean, you guys have pretty much said it all. Um, just, I, yeah. Um, gotta get the run game going. Josh Allen has got to take care of the football. He has to take care You're of the We're talking football. about the Chiefs right now. Oh, I know. Um, For the Chiefs to win. But that, well, that's what I'm saying. He has to take care of the football because if he doesn't, I yeah. mean, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Um, I mean, there's really nothing else oh, I can add. You guys out. literally just started okay, it off. so...
1: On to what we think is going to happen. I do think Isaiah Pacheco gets 100 rushing yards, first of all. I do think the Bills don't have very many weaknesses on defense, even with them just rotating injured guys in just nonstop. Their defense has still played great. I do think Isaiah Pacheco could still get 100 rushing yards, mostly because I don't think that the the Chiefs are going to have success throwing the ball. I just don't think it's going to be there. I think there's there will be a couple of drops. I think there's going to be pressure on Patrick Mahomes. He's going to throw a few passes away. He's going to take a couple sacks. Uh, probably throws an interception at some point in the game. I don't think Josh Allen has two turnovers. I think he does have one at some point in this game. I think Josh Allen has over 60 rushing yards and over 300 passing yards. Josh Allen uh, uh, totals at least four total touchdowns. This is going to be a huge Josh Allen game, okay? I think the Bills win, and not only do I think the Bills win, I think the Bills win <laughs> I think the Bills win easily. I think they win by 10 plus points. I really don't even think it's that close in the fourth quarter. I think I I think the Bills win easily. What do you think, Ben? I think this is going to be a very close game. I think it is going to be another one of the classics the last time they met up in the playoffs. Uh, I don't really think this is going to go to overtime. I think it may be like 24-21. Like the Bills are down 21-24. to 24. Bills go down, score a touchdown with like four minutes left on the clock or something. Then the Chiefs have a chance to come down to win the game and it's just going to come down to the receivers for the Chiefs not being able to make those plays. And I think the Bills win by four. Oh, so. by the way, I forgot to give my score prediction for the game. I think it's going to be Bills 33, Chiefs 20. I think it's going to be twenty twenty-four. I think it's going to be
0: 28-24, and the Bills win. Okay. What do you think, Tanner? Man, I really, really like. I, I genuinely want to say that the Bills are going to win this game. Like, I, I really do, Gus. But I just to be, I just don't trust Josh Allen to take care of the ball to win this game, dude. I just don't. And like I said, I really want to pick the Bills to win this game. I do. It just comes down to that, man. But on the flip side, I don't trust the Chiefs receivers to win this game. Yeah. So part of me kind of thinks this could be an ugly game as far as turnovers go. It's like, right. it would not surprise me if we see four to five turnovers in this game. And all of them being interceptions. Um, I, I just...
1: That would be insane.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I just don't... It, I mean, look, I want to take. I mean, I want to take Travis Kelsey off the hook because of the weather. But I mean, even in like the first second quarter, he had already had three drops in the game. You know, one of those was big that could have been a touchdown. So I mean, it's just an on, it is just an ongoing problem with drops all season for the Chiefs, and I just don't miraculously see it getting better in a divisional playoff game. Like I, I just I don't see that. Um, so you've spoke
1: negatively about both teams. Yeah. So what I, do you think is going to happen?
0: Gosh, dude, this is hard. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say 31. No, I'm gonna say 34-30 Chiefs. Would you say I'm going to say 34-30 Chiefs? Okay. Um, I do think it's a high-scoring game. Wow. Stu thinks there's um, going to be like 18 turnovers. Y- yeah, and it's like, going to be 30. He trashed
1: both offenses yeah. and say both um, teams for 30 That's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: 30. I, I think it'll be 34-30. Dude thinks
1: over or under 70 um, points for this game
0: <laughs> because I could I could see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes both. I wish there was a way I could bet on this. I could see them both having 50 rushing yards easy in this Who, game. The quarterbacks? Yes, Josh oh, Allen and Patrick Moore. You can definitely both, bet that. That they both will? Yeah. Oh, you I'm can, betting you that. You could par with Maybe not
1: FanDuel because FanDuel sucks. FanDuel is terrible. But um, you, can, you can definitely bet that. Yeah, but,
0: like, I would I would legitimately bet on that. I just – Caesar Sportsbook, <laughs> we're giving you a shot next year. Yeah, this <laughs> – man, this, this game is hard for me. Like, this is probably the game that I'm looking the most forward to watching besides the Packers 49ers. But I just, man, this one's hard for me to pick. Honestly, you're, you're so- looking forward to the Packaneers? sport? Back- Pack- the wow,
1: <laughs> that's a new That's a cool sounding name. To be the honest.
0: Packaneers, bro. Uh,
1: that would be a legit football team. You just combine <laughs> the Green Bay Packers and the but you're looking forward to the I, Green Bay Packers forty nine. I think that could be a lot better game. Than it's gonna think. be. I really it's do. gonna be an exciting game. Was, those those t- t-
0: like the way that you s- literally seem like you see this being like a forty nine ten forty nine ers game. Like this is gonna no, be a game. I think
1: game. it'll be a two possession game though. So but, I want to add something about the Bills and Chiefs. Um, everything that I just said was with me under the assumption that Gabe Davis was coming back for this game. He is still he didn't practice today, and he's still considered day to day. If Gabe Davis isn't playing in this game, that changes a little bit for me. I still think the bills will win, but it may like it may not be as much of like Josh Allen passing as what I said, maybe not. And they may not win by as much as I said. But if Gabe Davis is playing, I still fully anticipate what I said being true. But if he doesn't play, that changes things, because if Gabe Davis isn't on the field, that changes the way that offense looks even if Gabe Davis isn't getting the stats, him being on the field changes the way the defenses have to play football. Because he, he just stretches that field so far that it'll, it it just opens up a lot of space underneath. So if he's there, it'll be huge for the Bills. And if he's not there, it's going to change things. If he's not there, Josh Allen may get even more rushing yards. I, because he's not there. That's, that's what happened last week. So we'll see. Um, now, even without him there against... I who I was about to say I guess a really good Steelers defense T J Watt wasn't there, so it's hard to tell really how good the Steelers defense is without T J Watt. But even I'm assuming they're still pretty decent defense. The Bills' offense looked pretty good, yeah, like even without Gabe Davis. So, but if he's not there, it definitely changes things. It does, and. I think if he's not there, the Bills win this game still, and it won't really be about the Bills offense. I just think the Chiefs' offense is just not good, dude. I just don't tr I just they're
0: just not going to score. The thing is though, I, I understand with what you're saying. I I just I trust Patrick Mahomes to find a way to win this game, dude. Even if it's with his legs, like I trust him. I trust him and this is and look this I'm I'm not saying this as a shot against Josh Allen like that's not my intentions when I say this okay I trust him a lot more than I trust Josh Allen to win this football game if it, if it comes down to it because we've seen it from Patrick Mahomes all the time whether it's a massive third and 10 third and 15 scramble for a first down if it's like yeah. we especially with his legs man I'm not and I'm not taking anything away from Josh Allen Josh Allen I mean, he can do some amazing thing with things with his legs. But we have seen it even in big games from Patrick Mahomes time and time and time again. And I do want to you come know? back to that and say we've seen it from Josh Allen, too. And that's why I said I'm not taking anything away from I mean, Josh Allen. That, I'm not trying
1: to. That divisional game that mm-hmm. they played a couple years ago against each other, the one that went yep. to overtime and the Chiefs ended up winning? Yeah. Josh, that is before before Jordan Love's game this this week. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not a stats guy. You guys know this. QBR is one that I enjoy looking at, and if I'm being honest, it's because of bias, and it's because Aaron Rodgers has the highest QBR of all time. I appreciate your honesty. So bro. QBR, I I hold that one at a higher level than other things, but it's but it's because of bias, probably. Hey. Before Jordan Love's game this week against the Cowboys, the highest QBR in a playoff game of all time was Josh Allen in that game. He was num- that was number 1. Now, Jordan Love has the highest QBR game of all time? Didn't he have a perfect QBR he instead had a perfect, of like he threw? He had a perfect passer rating. Passed that's a, that's a different okay, thing. Okay, yeah. And okay. then and then threw one incomplete Curry, pass at the okay. end of the game and ruined it. But but even without that, he has the yeah. hi, he has the highest QBR individual game ever. And before that, it was Josh Allen. Josh Allen still number two. Guess who's number three now? By the way, it's who. So Josh Allen was number one. Now Josh Allen's number two. But there's also a new person that popped up at number three on highest QBR in a single game ever. C- it can't be CJ. CJ, C.J. Shroud. It's CJ? He got it? Let's so, go, no CJ. Jordan
0: Love was number. now. go, number, CJ. Jordan
1: Love's number one. Josh Allen, number two. CJ Shroud, number three. You know what? I'm
0: changing my prediction. The Texans beat the Ravens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud's
1: playoff performance were very similar. Yes, and it was. The statistics were like identical. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, but anyway, um, so, I Josh Allen has got that in him. And I think that this pairing, I don't think that this offensive coordinator pairing with uh, Joe Brady and Josh Allen is quite the same as Brian Dayball and Josh Allen. But I think it's Almost at that same level. I Josh Allen paired with this guy I, with Joe Brady. I think it's a great combination, and I think Joe Brady's got some stuff up his sleeve for this game that that the Chiefs aren't ready for. I, I'm I'm fully expecting it. Um, Dalton Kincaid is an is going to have a big game. I, I I forgot to mention that earlier. I I fully expect Dalton mm. Kincaid to ball out in this game, and we'll probably see a few Dawson Knox big catches as well. So, anyway. Um, I, I I still regardless whether Gabe Davis plays or not, I think the Bills winning. Anyway, we are gonna move on. I have got a little bit of a new segment here for you guys. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna call this Brandon's milestone watch. Okay. We don't care. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting, trust me. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try to do this every Wednesday. I'm gonna look at stats for whatever sport is in season at that time. Coming from the guy that said
0: he hates stats.
1: So I know that's different. This is milestones are interesting to me. So, so I'm going to look at milestones that I think could be reached, and that upcoming weekend or whatever sport, and I will give you guys an outlook, and get, so you guys can watch out for it. Okay. So number one, I'm going to ask you guys a question. There are two teams tied for the most playoff wins of all time. Do you know? Do you? Do you guys? Can you guess who they are? Cowboys, and um, um, most each, gotta, it, each you, of these teams have won thirty-seven playoff games. Patriots. Patriots. Patriots are one of them. Yes. Forty ers Forty ers are third, and th- with thirty-six, they are one game behind. One game. So let's see who's the who's the other one tied for the lead? Patriots. It wouldn't be the pack. It no. is the Packers. I've no Pac-
0: got both of those. Yeah. Let's go.
1: Packers. Right? Packers, Patriots are tied. They, the Packers just tied yeah. the Patriots this past week by beating the Cowboys.
0: It's crazy to
1: me. Um wow. so now the Packers have been around for a long time. Yeah. 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 So um and the and the 49ers are one game behind them. Mm. So so 37 for Patriots and Packers. Forty ers are 36. That's so, another reason I think Packers are beating the 49ers, bro. So this so this this coming weekend. Either way is a milestone. Either the Packers are going to number one by themselves now, or the 49ers are tying the Patriots and the Packers for the all-time lead. So either way, we're, we're, we're hitting a milestone there. So either way, something to look out for, something interesting. Um, at the end, It's very possible at the end of the season the 49ers could be by themselves at number one. Anyway, so that's milestone number one to look out for. Milestone number two is all-time... Passing touchdowns in the playoffs. I'm assuming you guys know who I'm about to talk about coming up this weekend if we're talking about all time passing touchdowns. I don't. Come on. Tom Brady? I mean, yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> what are we talking about, Ben? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So Patrick Mahomes, he I'll tell you, I'll give you this hint. He is in the top ten already in all time passing touchdowns in the playoffs. What do you where do you guys think he's at in the top ten? Um I would say like seven. Ben hit it perfect. It's seven. Number seven he's tied ten. he's tied with Ben Roethlisberger right. for seventh all time playoff passing touchdowns. He is if he throws one touchdown this week, he will he will tie Drew Brees. If he throws two touchdowns, he will pass Drew Brees for sixth all time. If he throws four touchdowns, he will tie Peyton Manning for fifth all time. That is crazy to, <laughs> to me, bro. That's <laughs> oh, that is
0: insane. He's still
1: so young. What? Yeah, he will tie Peyton. What Lanning. is he?
0: Twenty six. Seven, Five twenty
1: six. He was at least twenty seven, but I, I think he's twenty seven. Let me but, look, actually. But but, but yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he he is
0: climbing
1: that ladder, quick, bro. Quick. Um. By the I way, his name was. By season. the way, I mean you guys don't have to guess who's number I was one. Oh, he's twenty. 28. Okay. So he's got
0: Brady. You didn't even say he Brady. To so Tom Brady
1: has 88 total playoff passing touchdowns. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Aaron Rodgers and Joe Montana are tied for second all time. Probably with like 30. Do, like, how many do you think it is? 37. 50, 30. Ben, you say 30? 30. 37. 37. Ben says 53. Wait, it's got to be more than that. Hey, I'm going to say 43. Okay. Ben, what'd you say? 53? 53. 53. Forty-five. Shit. I'm on fire tonight, gentlemen. Second all time is 45. Tom Brady's eighty-eight. That's why he is a goat. All right. By the way, uh Patrick Mahomes is easily gonna get the second all-time. He he will get two fifty. He may do it by the end of this playoff. Okay, that's not happening. It's not happening. But but within the next few years, he will have it. He's 28. By the time he's 30, he will have it. Maybe. It depends on how much play- they have to have some playoff wins for that to happen. Now, uh, but anyway, but anyway, yeah, he's he's already seventh. He's going to at least tie Drew Brees for sixth. He's probably passing Drew Brees for sixth all time this week. And if he has a monster game, throws four touchdowns, he will tie Peyton Manning. If he throws five touchdowns, he's got five to- by himself. All right? He's not going to throw five touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, who's he throwing to? He's gonna, is Travis Kelsey even catch five touchdown passes in this
0: game? This is where Kadarius Tony, can Tony touch
1: touchdowns. This. So I want to see Kadarius Tony and Gabe Davis both go off. I want to see Gabe Davis play and just both of them just go off. That'd okay. be fantastic. So my next milestone watch is also for Patrick Mahomes and is passing yards in the playoffs. Okay, so where do you think he is? He's top ten in this as well. Where do you think he's at in, in yards?
0: I don't think he's as high as he is touchdowns. I would put I was, him at number nine. I would say ten. I would say he's
1: at 10. he's 10. Dang, are, are you cheating, Ben? What? <laughs> ben is looking this up. Yes, I'm definitely looking it up for sure. <laughs> so, so Patrick Mahomes is tenth all time in passing yards. I do have to say, I am a very talented guesser. I'm very good <laughs> <and cliche> this this. <laughs> So that's why you make straight A's in school. Right? He is I not. He is almost guaranteed to pass Dan Marino for ninth all time. He needs 164 passing yards to pass Dan Marino for ninth all time. He's going to get that. Um, so he, he will be he will be ninth ninth all time. Uh, by the way, this is again ridiculous. Tom Brady's number one, obviously, thirteen thousand four hundred passing yards in the playoffs. Peyton Manning is number two. How many yards do you think he's got? Seven seventy-eight hundred. What? Seven thousand seven hundred eight. Wait, no, wait. seven thousand eight hundred. <laughs> seven thousand eight hundred. Okay. What do you think, Ben? What? How many did Tom Brady have? Thirteen thousand four hundred. I'm gonna say eleven thousand
0: and twenty-five. No, he's not that close. Wow.
1: No, 7,339. <laughs> Not even close. Not oh. on it, bro. I right. I missed yep. it by five. 500. Well, 500, <laughs> yeah. That's a big difference. Um, I missed it by five. Yeah. So so he's – and that's – Peyton Manning's second all-time was 7,000-something. And Patrick Mahomes is 10th all-time, 4,000-something. It'll take him a little while longer to get second on that list. It's going to take him a little while. It's possible he may not catch Peyton Manning on that if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a great second half of his career. That's um, going to be it's going to be harder to catch that one for sure. By the way, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre are both top five in this crazy. Um, no, Jordan Love's going to join top Jordan five. Jordan Love's snakes one day. <laughs> Next up, um, imagine anyway. just three back to back Packers. Oh, will make a top five. That would be wild. Uh, all right. So that's all I've got for you guys as far as the milestone watch. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to do that going forward. I, I enjoy watching milestones. Uh, I'm also not gonna look uh-huh, for the milestone stuff. I'll be looking at stuff not just at like top ten lists. I'll be looking at like when somebody hits like uh, one thousand uh, rushing yards in their career in the playoffs, like that kind of stuff. Like once they hit like big milestones like that, I think would be would be interesting to keep track of um I think that's it for our divisional previews do you guys have any other sports that you want to mention something about real quick I do want to bring up the fact that the Celtics are on a 20 game home win streak they are 20 and O at home this season Whoa. so they have not lost a single they game have not lost a single game at home that's crazy the longest streak in the NBA was the 2014 2015. And they even continued into in the 2015-2016, the Golden State Warriors. They're, they had 54 consecutive home wins. Oh, oh, my goodness. So the Celtics still have a while to go if they want to pass them. That's insane, but dude. It, yeah. in, the, in the NBA, that is ridiculous. Okay. That was during their, like, 73-16 and 16 season, But so, still, that's like crazy. You just don't lose at home, ever. Like, yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> That is insane, but that was the best team of all time. So, yeah. Well, okay. I don't want. I don't want to die on the podcast. Ninety-five, ninety-six Bulls, and then that team. But, I don't know. I think that team might have been better, but I don't want to die on <laughs> the podcast. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll okay? talk about that another time. I don't want to die on the podcast. So I'm going to say ninety-five, ninety-six Bulls, best team that I've ever seen with my own eyes. I'll say, oh, that. of course, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Um. So. I do want to. I, I want to make a quick jab at Kentucky basketball, real quick. I love Kentucky basketball. They're playing great. Wow. Dude, they need going to stack. They need to. They need to fix their big men. They're broken. They don't know how to be big, man. Dude is literally complaining a game they just won by, like, over 20 points, and they clearly weren't trying at the end of the game. But I don't know how good Mississippi State is, but, the, the like, the rebounding and the defense, like, oh, my goodness, dude. They were up 20, bro. Also, people listen to this. None of you guys have any idea who a Deuce the arrow is on Kentucky. The dude has missed the past six games with something called general soreness. What? Like, that spans, like, two, uh, even, like, maybe even, like, over three weeks now. It's over three weeks of just, maybe even a little more than three weeks, of just general soreness. What is going on? How are you sore for three straight weeks? How does that happen? Have you ever been sore three straight weeks, Tanner, when you're not repeatedly working out every single day when you're resting? How do you rest for three weeks and still be sore? Those those leg workout days hit different. How is that possible? I'm not convinced it's not a typo, and they didn't mean to put genital soreness. I, again, even if that was the case, how does that go three weeks? Okay? that's That shouldn't be happening either. Okay? Have you ever seen a really hot girl you can't have? What? I mean, I don't know how this is related to this at all. Yeah, I don't think that would... I don't think it matters, Tanner. I mean, anyway, either way, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed. They need to... Like, I, cause I love Kentucky. I love watching them. They're playing great. There's still some little things that are really frustrating. So, that's what I'm frustrated about. I've always got to be some, have something to be frustrated about. The Packers are playing too well to be frustrated with them. So, I'm picking Kentucky basketball right now. So, and I can't even be frustrated at Joe Barry right now. So, I've got, to, I've got to go with Kentucky basketball. So, all right. And unless you guys got something else you want to say, we're going to wrap it up.
0: you guys... <laughs> What's the best thing that you can possibly chop wood with? What? saw, death!